This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. These are chaotic times, to say the least. There are a lot of people working from home, kids are out of school, and there are a lot of people who have no idea how far away they are from their next paycheck. But last week, President Trump and his administration made a surprising announcement, and that was that there was a possibility of them sending out two separate $1,200 checks over the next nine weeks directly to Americans to try to prevent a complete economic meltdown. A version of this stimulus package failed in the Senate last night after Democrats refused to support it. They were objecting to some of the ancillary terms that Republicans have put in the bill. Joining us now is someone who has thought a lot about this proposed policy, staff writer for The Atlantic, Derek Thompson. Derek, welcome to Detroit Today. Good to join you. Thank you. Yeah. So for those of us who might not be familiar, briefly get us up to speed on the proposal to give companies and Americans money during this pandemic and where we stand this morning. So what we stand this morning is that we don't have a law on the books now. We have proposals to create a law, and that proposal basically breaks into two parts. On the one hand, there's an effort to provide relief for individuals, uh, mostly through the distribution of, as you said, checks averaging around $1,000 to $1,200. Um, some versions of this proposal have included have included a cutoff. So the people over one hundred thousand uh, dollars would not receive checks, so that they it would be concentrated on the middle class. Um, but they're still haggling over the exact terms of how to distribute essentially what is going to amount to thousands of dollars in relief for middle class families, for the vast majority of families over the next few months. The other part of this relief package is help for small and medium sized businesses. And what they're essentially trying to do is to find ways to leverage several hundred billion dollars uh, to give credit, to give um, some form of business stabilization to restaurants and theaters and hair salons and so forth. All of those uh, shuttered businesses on uh, the street corner around you and the people listening to this call, they need help as well. So the way that I think about this plan is that in uh, ways I think are smart, but sometimes don't go quite far enough, um, it is essentially trying to freeze the economy. And that's what we should be doing right now. We should be trying to freeze the economy uh, because in many ways that has been the outcome of uh, this quarantine. But essentially, if you're going to say no one walk around, no one shop on streets, stay put where you are, well, that's going to necessarily put a lot of businesses and individuals out of work. And either those businesses or individuals are going to fail in various ways. The families will starve. The businesses uh, will uh, go bankrupt immediately. You know, to make sure that this is as painless as possible, you want to essentially freeze businesses and freeze individuals. Um, Stay put where you are. We'll get you money. We'll pay you to not work. We'll pay you to stay home. You'll get the check no matter what. And then in a couple of months, when we think that this pandemic has crested and started to fall on the other side of it, um, on the other side of the, of the curve, I should say, then we'll slowly start to unfreeze the economy. People will slowly go back to work and giving out checks for thousands of dollars every few weeks won't be as necessary. So one of the things that's lurking in the back of this conversation is the idea of this as a permanent policy. 
Andrew Yang, one of the hopefuls in the Democratic presidential primary, made a lot of the idea of universal basic income. He said, look, why don't we send checks to people every month as a way of sustaining them in an economy where a lot of people's work has become obsolete and where a lot of people, quite frankly, uh, will not find opportunity. I, I, I feel like part of the debate here is about that notion, even though we are just for now talking about an emergency measure. I think for a lot of people, this is the foot in the door, or the maybe camel's nose under the tent or whatever hmm. uh, analogy you want to uh, draw to this discussion about whether people should just be given uh, a, a basic level of income to survive. Is, am I right in, in, in reading that into the debate here? Yeah, I, I do think that there are a lot of individuals who see these checks as being uh, a early test run for a universal basic income. And maybe they are. Um, but I do think it's important to make very, very clear for you and for listeners that uh, the measures that are necessary to combat an economic freeze, which is what we're dealing with right now, are very different than the kind of measures that are ideal for helping an economy where the vast majority of people who want to work are working, right? So the unemployment rate in January and in February was about 3.5%. That was the lowest unemployment rate since the 1950s, so in 70 years. Um, that low unemployment rate, at least at the time, suggested very strongly that uh, the economy was doing a pretty good job of finding individuals' work. Now, it might not have been doing a good job of paying them a living wage. It might not have been doing a very good job of providing them with the sort of benefits that I think are really necessary for people, whether those are medical benefits or paid leave or parental, paid uh, uh, sick leave or, or parental leave. Um, the U.S., I think, needs a stronger safety net. And in some ways, Yang is, Yang's proposal essentially does go toward providing a safety net because if you get... $10,000, $12,000 a year, you can spend that on necessities like food and health care. That said, I think it's important to distinguish between the sort of measures that are necessary to help Americans during a pandemic quarantine and the sort of measures that are necessary to help Americans when the economy is basically fully up and running. So what I'm trying to say is that I think uh, a UBI, universal basic income, could be an important part of our economy in 2022, 2023. But what's most important right now is that we deal with the economy as it is. And the economy as it is is not a normal economy. In fact, it's arguably the most abnormal economy that we've seen in 100 years. We have a total economic freeze. And in a total economic freeze, when millions of people, potentially tens of million, millions of people, cannot work because they are employed by restaurants and hair salons that are outlawed, um, by uh, federal or, or, or state rule, um, you have to pay these people to do nothing. We have to pay them now to do nothing because we need them to do nothing. We need them to stay home, stay off the streets, and reduce the viral spread. And so I think it's really critical that we say, let's do everything possible to pay people to stay put right now. And then when the economy is normal again, hopefully in six months, maybe it'll take 12 months or something like that, then let's talk about the kind of policies that are right for optimizing an economy that is altogether healthy. Mm. 
This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Derek Thompson. He's a staff writer at The Atlantic and author of Hitmakers and the host of a podcast called Crazy Genius. Uh, He's also been uh, paying attention to this UBI plan that the Trump administration has been mulling, this idea of sending checks directly to Americans to help subsidize them at a time when a lot of them are being told to stay home and not work and others have been laid off and told that they may not work. Uh, This kind of economic paralysis is going to have of course, tremendous effects on our economy. These checks to Americans are one of the ideas to try to help mitigate that. I want to know what you think about the idea of sending checks directly to Americans at this time. Is that a way to alleviate the damage that uh, we are expecting the coronavirus pandemic to do to our economy? Uh, If you don't think that's a good idea, give me an idea of what you would do. Do you have an alternative solution to all of the money that people are going to be missing over the next weeks and months? Uh, Also, give us a call and tell us how this money might help you. Is it enough, really, to make a difference in your life if you've lost work? We especially want to hear from folks out there who have been told that they may not work or have been laid off. Uh, Would $1,000 or $1,200 really make a difference in your life right now, and what would you do with it? Uh, Or do you think maybe the government should be considering sending more money to Americans than just that $1,000 or $1,200? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work you into the conversation. And again, I really want to hear from people who are starting to feel the economic pinch of all of this. Would this $1,000 or $1,200 really make a difference for you? Would it stop you from experiencing some of the economic calamity that uh, people are anticipating? Let's start with David in Royal Oak. David, welcome Mm -hmm. to the program. Yes. uh, Hello. Hi. Hi. I live in a senior citizen uh, tower. I'm on Medicare, Medicaid, uh, and uh, disability. Mm-hmm. I wonder if these checks will even be issued to people like myself. Hmm. Great question, David. Uh, Derek Thompson, there are a lot of people who get checks from the federal government regularly because they are elderly or they are sick or disabled in some way. What happens to them in this crisis? I would assume that their normal Medicaid or disability SSI checks would continue, but would they also get these income checks that the government is distributing? Yeah, the short answer is yes. You absolutely would still get checks from the government under this relief, this coronavirus relief package. If you're on Social Security, you will continue to receive your Social Security checks, and you will also get separate checks from the government based on this policy. Um, and uh, that actually goes to, sh- that, that points to, I think, a really critical feature of, uh, this, of this moment that we're in, which is that at a time when lots of employers are going out of business and lots of employers that are barely hanging on by a nail are still furloughing many, many people, mm-hmm. firing many people, say a company like Marriott, which has shown a lot of leadership, but also is devastated by an utter 
shutdown in the travel economy and therefore is furloughing, I just read, a lot of um, its employees, the federal government doesn't have to do that. The federal government is not trying to run a profit. It's not traded uh, on, on the stock market. Uh, the federal government can run a deficit and should run a deficit, a large deficit, when the economy is in crisis as it is today. So it can continue to pay Social Security and it can continue to pay Medicare and Medicaid and it can bail out small businesses and send uh, $1,000, $1,200 checks to individuals. So I think that this is why so many people are looking to the federal government to provide a really, really large stimulus or relief package in the next few days or next week. When I say large, I don't mean uh, in the billions, in the hundreds of billions. I mean it needs to be in the trillions. The government can afford to do it, and indeed the government must do it, because otherwise the private sector is going to utterly shut down and it's going to create Great Depression-style conditions. Hmm. We've seen this play before. We know what happens to an economy going through a complete private sector shutdown when the government doesn't step up enough to help. Um, this In 1930, 1931, before um, uh, FDR's election in 1932, this is what you saw. You saw... A, 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 the, the beginnings of the Great Depression, and it took tremendous fiscal and monetary efforts to help the U.S. get out of it. Um, that's what we need to get out of this crisis as well. Hmm. David on Twitter says he's currently working from home, doesn't live, live beyond his means, so he's okay for now. He said if he and his family received a check for $1,200, they'd most likely pay off school loan debt, prepay bills, or make an extra mortgage payment to get ahead of next month's bills. Uh, I, I think that's the kind of thing that that lawmakers imagine people would do with this money is, again, keep the economy going, as you're talking about, not have it freeze completely the way uh, that, that it seems like it is. I, I mean, I would imagine that most lawmakers might also add some kinds of consumer uh, activity uh, to that list for for David saying that uh, that's that's the part of the economy that uh, that is really frozen up right now in, in particular. Yeah, so actually this kind of points to a debate that is also being had uh, in Washington. Although um, you know I don't want to take us too far from the central issue of these checks, but if you are going to spend, let's say one trillion dollars on giving money directly to families, right? This is, we're not talking about businesses here. We're not talking about bailouts. We're not talking about loans. We're talking about cash in the hands of families. There's a question. What's the best and fastest way to put cash in the hands of families who need it the most? Some people are clearly saying it's to write checks. If you write checks to taxpayers, you guarantee that everyone who needs that cash, or just about everyone who needs that cash, will get that cash. But you also have what I suppose you could call false positives. You could be giving $1,200 to someone who doesn't really need it. And so they're going to, you know, get three months ahead on mortgage payments, or they're going to save that money, which is, you know, not a crisis, but not the ideal use of that $1,200 potentially. The better way to spend that money, some people are saying, is to uh, ramp up our unemployment insurance system, uh, the UI, unemployment insurance. That is, we want to make sure that everyone who files for jobless claims gets not only uh, a couple hundred dollars in cash in this downturn, but maybe more than that. Maybe we raise uh, the, the maximum 
uh, of, of unemployment insurance. Maybe we change the sort of the benefit formula to make sure that people who lose their jobs get a lot of money from unemployment insurance rather than just a little. And maybe you extend the terms of unemployment insurance so that people can collect that check for as long as they need to if this, uh, if this downturn lasts six, 12, 18 months. Um, and so I do think that I, I do want to foreground the possibility that even though checks are interesting and checks are universal and there's a lot of benefits to them, it is possible. And I, I think I, I could make the case that if you're going to spend a trillion dollars on cash for families, the best way to do that is to dramatically ramp up unemployment insurance mm. uh, rather than uh, give checks to every single uh, household, uh, regardless of uh, their financial security. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Brian in Royal Oak. Brian, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, well, surviving. Mm, yeah. We, my my family has a, a supermarket in southwest Detroit, and we are just busy as can be. And I think that a check written to me would be pretty misguided mm. because it wouldn't make my spending, wouldn't help more work than I can deal with. I think there's better w- ways to, to distribute the money, as the guest was just saying. I think that we have to be careful that we don't send money to people who just don't need it. So, so Brian, would you rather see some sort of means testing, I guess, to, to determine who needs it? I mean, uh, clearly some of the people who are probably shopping at your at your market might might need this. I get that, that, that you're doing okay, uh, I, I wonder if you're objecting to the whole idea or just no, the way no, it's no, being no, done. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. I think that they just have to be careful that, you know, there are there are and there will be people that will need it. I'm not one of them. And right now we have around 90 employees and we're paying we're paying them extra for their hard work mm. that they're coming in. And they're they're You know, we're paying some uh, on some days we've been paying double time just to keep them going because the volume has just been so ridiculous inside the store and you know we want our customers to have food in a month (laughs) when there is no work we want them to have it if if they gave that money to me i would turn around and donate it but that doesn't mean that everybody would that didn't need it brian i i really appreciate the call and and the look inside uh your world there. Uh, Derek Thompson, talk about this idea of, of maybe means testing. There's also a story in the Hill that says to be eligible to receive a check, a person has to have had at least $2,500 in income, meaning that the lowest income people wouldn't qualify. I also wonder about people who are maybe homeless uh, or, mm-hmm. or off the grid, really, economically. Uh, do they get this money as well? Right. The because this money is probably going to be administered through the IRS, the IRS can only send money to individuals who uh, it knows to have been taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been paying tax, if you're homeless or for whatever other reason, then it's possible that those people might not get that check. That's right. Um, you know, you're going to have a problem with people who, for example, are, are homeless and totally off the grid no matter what. If they, if they don't have an address, and it's hard to get them a check. And if they don't file for jobless benefit, it's hard to get them unemployment insurance. And this is, again, a reason to make sure that you have a uh, sort of multi-pronged safety net, that not only do you have a means of distributing cash to people who show up for the cash, um, either by filing taxes or, or filing for initial claims um, or for, for jobless benefits, um, but also you, you, uh, you have um, homeless shelters um, that can take care of people um, like that. And so the, the, question, the, the, the person asking the question, I think, put it very well, that it is inevitable 
that if you write a check that is uh, basically the same to every single uh, taxpaying unit, uh, you know, household and individual, uh, you're going to have some false positives. You're going to give some of this money to people who really don't necessarily need it. Um, again, I don't think that is necessarily a critical problem. It's more important to make sure that people get this money as fast as possible. But it also raises the question, is there a better way to do this? And I do think that it is possible that the fastest and most efficient way to get lots of money into the hands of people who need it the most is to do two things. One, ramp up unemployment insurance across the country, uh, increase the formulas, increase the maximum benefit, increase the duration, make sure that when people file for a jobless benefit, they get a lot of money uh, from the state. Um, and that the state is being uh, backed by the federal government, and also to have the president and have other people who have a large megaphone uh, say uh, loudly and repeatedly, if you are unemployed, if you are laid off, um, if you are furloughed, we have this system of jobless benefits that can pay you immediately. Please go to this website. Please call this number so that we can begin to give you help immediately so that you can feed your family and make that rent payment or make that mortgage payment um, and pay for necessities, keep the electricity and the water on, et cetera. So I, I think that it is you know, as, as interesting and, and as potentially useful as these checks are going to be, um, I do fall ever so slightly on the side of preferring to do a majorly ramped up unemployment insurance mm. Uh, uh, answer this problem rather uh, than set, send checks to every single taxpaying unit for precisely the reason that this caller said. You're going to end up you know, giving millions, billions probably of dollars uh, to people who don't necessarily need it right now. Not the worst case scenario, given how, how, tra how, how terrible this economic crisis is, um, but there is potentially a better solution. Yeah. Okay. Derek Thompson, staff writer at The Atlantic. Great to have you here for this conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. Good to be here. It's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk more tomorrow.